My name's Alan Carter. I'm the president and CEO of Cabral Gold. Uh, we currently have four rigs turning at our um, Kuyu Kuyu project in northern Brazil. We have a resource estimate from 2018 um, that amounts to about a million ounces since, and that was based on 30,000 meters. Since then, we've drilled another 30,000 meters and we've discovered a number of new deposits there, uh, notably three new oxide deposits. Uh, there are also a couple of hard rock deposits. So uh, we're very busy, um, lots of rigs turning, lots of news, um, and um, it should be an exciting few months for Cabral. I can see it. We, we, have, we have spoken since I last did an interview with you in, I think, end of November on a few things. And you've done a technical uh, interview as well, which I thought was uh, extremely, extremely good. Um, but worth a catch up because you've been putting out press releases for fun at the moment. And I'm not quite sure where to look because we, 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 talk, we got very excited about the oxides, as we should, because it could be near-term cash for you. Then you've been banging out these high-grade uh, intercepts over decent intervals. So... Where do you want to start? Because talk about optionality. Yeah, well, you know, as you know, Matt, I mean, Kuyu Kuyu is a district. So um, I think when we first met probably a couple of years ago, I was talking about the district scale potential of this. And that's really sort of starting to come to fruition because we are tackling a number of different targets. Um, we've got, you know, almost 50 targets here. We've got two deposits that we knew about back in 2018. But since then, we've been very busy. Um, last year, or in the last 12 months, we've discovered three oxide deposits that are at surface in unconsolidated material. And we're also getting more and more confident about the possibility of two additional hard rock deposits. So, I mean, it is it really is starting to look like a very big district. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We can start and talk about the oxides if you like. Well, um, well let's, let's do it. We've had a few. We've had a few questions in about the oxides because I think you know, as you started to yeah. tell that story, um, people got excited about the, I guess, the, the sort of near-term cash potential of that and what yeah. that could mean for developing the district. Because the the difficulty with developing district-wide opportunities is it takes a lot of cash, it takes a lot of money, and you know, for m mostly. Juniors aren't able to do that, or they have to dilute. It becomes a very com convoluted story as, as a result. But with the oxides comes this opportunity. So how is that progressing? Has your ha Have you got distracted by these high-grade components, or was that still very much, the oxide still very much front and center and on focus? No, I mean, look, we've got four rigs running right now. So, you know, most of our effort is still going into looking at the, the, the hard rock uh, upside here and there's a lot of it i mean most of the million ounce resource that i mentioned at the outset here a few minutes ago back in 2018 is hard rock material um since april of 2021 we've now discovered and since i last spoke to you we've discovered an additional deposit so we've now got three of these blankets which are in unconsolidated material i.e stuff that's not going to require any drilling or blasting so the mining costs on this would be very very low that surface this material was assumed back in 2018 to be waste that would have to be stripped off to get to the underlying deposits underneath so look i mean um you know a significant part of our effort is going on to drilling these things off uh, when we last spoke three months ago we were confident that we had two deposits. Uh, we do. There's no resource on either of those yet. We will be updating the resource estimate later this year, the global resource estimate for the district, including the oxide and the hard rock material. But since we last spoke, we're now getting more and more confident about a third, a third oxide deposit sitting above central. You know, we've just drilled uh, 80 plus meters at 0.7. You know, we're getting some 50 meters of the gram. This is in the third area. So, um, 
as you as you suggest, you know, the, the next real step for us in the next few months is to drill off this third one. We're, we're pretty confident about the dimensions on the first two. That there is still upside to the first two, but I think we've we've got a pretty good grip on uh, uh, really on the size of those two. But as I said, there is upside. Um, we've done. Uh, in the last few months, we've sent about half a ton of material off to a lab in Reno, Nevada, that's a uh, specialist in heat leach metallurgical studies. And so we should get those metallurgical results back April, perhaps perhaps May, um, and uh, we'll know if this material is leachable. I mean, if it is, obviously, they, I talked about how low the mining costs are going to be because there's no drilling and blasting, but obviously that feeds through into the processing costs because what we're not going to need for the oxide material is, you know, massive amount of energy, a massive amount of huge expensive ball mills and uh, secondary and ternary crushing circuits and all the rest of it. I mean, heat leach operations are very, very cheap, very efficient, not just to build in terms of capital. The capital is usually a fraction of what it would be on a, on a big hard rock operation. As you know, G Mining's just released their feasibility study for the for the project next to us. They're talking about about around about five hundred million in terms of capex. I mean, for a heat leach thing, and we've got all this oxide material. It will be much much lower than that, and the operating costs are going to be much much lower too. So, um, look, the next few months we'll see us drilling off this third one uh, at Central. Clearly, there are some very thick sections of this material. Obviously, the Met work, as I said in April uh, May, is a is a, a potential very significant catalyst for us. Um, after that, we'll then look at a scoping study on the oxide material. But in the meantime, we've also got several rigs running targeting the hard rock material, both at the existing two deposits that we know about back in 2018, which, by the way, are growing significantly, and these two new hard rock discoveries at Mashishi and, uh, and at PDM, where, again, in the last three months, we've, we've released some pretty exciting results on both of those. So there is a lot going on. Uh, it's tremendously exciting. It's not like we've got one or two discoveries. We've got several here. Um, and so, you know, we need to advance all those. It's, so it's, I, I just want to make it simple because, again, we've had a, had a bunch of questions sort of sent in and people with varying degrees of understanding. So, so the, the, the oxide blanket at surface, oxide means cheaper, less energy um, re required to process. Much less. This, right? Yeah. Uh, heat leach, cheap. Um, but it formerly was considered waste or overburden. You are going to be able to monetize that, right? So it will more than pay for itself. It will contribute towards you know, the ability to go hunting for the high-grade stuff. Now, because you've removed this overburden uh, and making money on it, your, the margins on the high-grade stuff are going to be improved as a result too. So is, is that the kind of way the simple economics work on this? Yeah. If we were to mine the oxide material first, it'll have to be mined first because it's sitting on top of the underlying hard rock deposits. All that material, as you rightly suggest, that the, the oxide material on the top was was assumed to be waste that would have to be stripped off. And obviously, there's a cost to moving waste material. It's not going to your mill. It's going to a waste dump. You know, lots of energy, lots of cost into removing millions of tonnes of waste material. Now, instead of us removing waste, we're going to be mining and processing ore, right? And so instead of a cost, it's an actual, it's a massive potential revenue generator. Um, and if you look at, you know, we, we don't have a scoping study yet, so but we do know what, Costs are going into similar sorts of uh, heat leach operations around the world. And there's been some speculation from the analysts that are all in costs, uh, mining and processing, all, all in costs on a per ounce basis looking at our grades, might be in the order of a thousand US dollars an ounce. 
Now, I, I can tell you, to me, that seems a little bit high, but but let's let's just work with that number. Again, that's not our number. That's a, that's the number one of the analysts uh, put out recently. Well, that means that there's 850 US dollars of profit from every ounce that you're, of gold you're going to recover from a heat leach operation. So, so you know, they, they are they are not common these oxide deposits, and most people know what tons and grades are. And the, the grades in the oxide material are lower, but the costs are just so much lower, Matt. I mean, it, it is an enormous opportunity for us. Um, because the capital costs are so low and the operating costs are low, obviously it gives us an opportunity to jump off the hamster wheel. The hamster wheel being, you know, for an exploration company like ours, drill, uh, raise money, dilute, drill, raise money, dilute. Now, you know, if we can get, one of these, one or two or three of these oxide things into production in the next 12 to 18 months. Um, obviously, we don't, we're off the hamster wheel. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing that sort of intrigued me about this project early on. Certainly, when we started talking about the oxide blanket, was when people, when companies come and talk to me and say, Oh, we've got a district wide opportunity, I see liability because it's a ton of money, takes a ton of time, people lose interest, especially if you don't don't deliver. And as you say, that you follow the hamster wheel um, process, as it were. And you've got the opportunity of being, I guess, recategorized as a producer at the point that you do that. I know, it, I know you, hopefully you'll soon give guidance as a, as a, you know, allow us to be able to work out some numbers ourselves about what the potential of that could be. But, um, Coming on to the kind of high grades, high grade component here is, you know, you've got a district wide opportunity, but at the same time, the high grade um, ore body has a certain structure and pattern to it, um, and you're trying to figure that out at the moment. So it, it's it's early days. So, what can you tell us? Because some of the numbers that you put out here are so different from anything we've ever talked about. Certainly in the in the early days. Uh, even you must be surprised at the at, at the uh, the grades that you're seeing. Yeah, I mean it's it's keeping me awake in a positive sense. I mean, you know, uh, there are some stunning numbers coming out, and I, I think um, I think a lot of people look at our resource estimate from 2018, and you know, the resource estimate is around about one one point two grams a ton, and the, then the assumption becomes, well, this is low grade. Um, you know, you know, why this, should this be of interest to me? Well. The 2018 resource estimate was based on 30,000 meters. We've since drilled another 30,000 meters, and in the next six, sort of six to nine months, we're going to drill another 30,000 meters. So we will, have, by the end of this year, tripled the amount of drilling that went into the 2018 resource estimate. The other thing about the 2018 resource estimate, when you look at the press release from back then, and I encourage everybody to go back and look at it. I think it was May, June. Um, we had Mike on, who's a Toronto engineering firm, do the estimate. There was a lot of high-grade material that didn't get into the estimate that we drilled. For example, and, and the engineers, as you know, Matt, when you do a resource estimate, they put a top cut. So they put a sort of a maximum number. So your drill results, which are above that level, let's say it's 25 grams a ton. If you drill 50 grams a ton, then the resource estimate assumes that intercept is 25 grams a ton, right? Now, G Minings uh, is right next door to us and they have a, a top cut of 25 grams a ton. So Obviously, some of the high-grade intercepts were dumbed down, if you like, to about 25 grams a ton. Our resource estimate from 2018 has different top cuts, depending on which zone we're talking about. As I said, we've got two deposits. They've got different zones. But the top cuts range anywhere from 2 grams to tw uh, what, 20 grams a ton, much, much lower than G Mining's resource estimate. 
What does that mean? Well, that means that all this multi-ounce uh, drill intercepts that we got <laughs> didn't make it into the, into the resource estimate. So there was an awful lot of high-grade uh, mineralization back in 2018, about half a million ounces, actually, that didn't make it into the estimate. And as I said, since then, we've drilled an awful lot more. So they're really, uh, to be fair to, um, uh, the other thing about the 2018 estimate, to be fair to the, the, the resource estimators back then, we did not we have enough drill information to provide them with shapes of the high-grade zones. But there are high-grade zones at MGN Central, as you're seeing. So they didn't have shapes of the high-grade zones. So um, difficult to sort of model the high-grade zones out estimate uh, separately. And now a big part of our effort right now is to going in is going into getting enough drill holes into these high-grade zones to model them. So you know, as you know, just in the last couple of weeks, we've just put out numbers from Central, twenty-three point eight meters at about five and a half grams, and within that, there was some spectacular real bonanza stuff you know, two, three ounces. Uh, and so we've got quite a lot of that sort of material. And this new high-grade discovery that we've made, the PDM that we first put out in December, again, since our last conversation, you know, that was, um, I've got it here somewhere, um, that was a 22.4 metres at 4.8 grams. Um, and that's in a brand new zone, right? So so there's a lot of very good high-grade material in several areas of, of, of the you know, the underlying hard rock material here. It's um it's very exciting. It's, extremely exciting for it's, us. it's very exciting, but it's but it's also as I said at the outset, I'm not quite sure where to look because um market the market loves big high grade numbers in your headlines and you're definitely you you you're you're able to do that, right? But views of business, I what I want to understand is that you you've got a plan and you're in control of that plan, and you're going to clearly articulate how you're going to deliver that plan. So I'm hearing at the moment it's still let's get this money out of the ground from on the oxide component because it's cheap, it's quick, it's easy, possible rewrite opportunity, but it funds our ongoing plans and obviously reduces the the opex on on on, on going after this high grade. But you've got a lot of land package there. So you have a producing yeah, component here. You've got a lot of land packages. You've got a district. How do you compartmentalize your approach to the understanding the district, the ore body that you're seeing here? Because you may have you may have yeah. several different things going on underground. So again, yeah. what how, how does this thing work? How do you create value okay, well, the, on the high grade stuff going forward? There were three. There are three general broad objectives to what we're doing. Uh, the first one is, which is the primary objective in order of importance, is the definition of these high-grade zones within the primary hard rock deposits. So that's the two deposits that we knew about back in, in, uh, in 2018, Central and MG, which are both growing. But defining the high-grade zones within those two deposits is, is the key objective. Now, in, uh, in addition to that, we, we now have two new high-grade zones in hard rock material that were not part of the 2018 estimate and uh, two new discoveries. One at this Mashishi area, we're doing some trenching there right now. We've just done a 300 meter step out and got some really nice numbers, 300 meters west of the most westerly drill hole. But there and the PDM or one that I just uh, mentioned to you where we've just drilled 22.4 meters at 4.8 grams. That's the primary objective. The secondary objective really is to, is to advance these various oxide deposits, which 12 months ago we had no idea existed. So that is also important to us because, as you rightly point out, it gives us a, the possibility to basically get into production in the short term, 
and, and probably make an enormous amount of money from mining and processing the oxide material. The third objective, Matt, is going to be to continue to test some of these regional targets around uh, within the claim block where we've got you know veins sticking out of the ground we've got great trench numbers you know as you know we've drilled we've drilled a few holes in some of these other targets and got some spectacular numbers i mean you talk about um you know for example central southeast which is a target where we've only got about four or five holes and it's 500 meters away from one of the known deposits um we've got 27 meters of 6.9 grams there right i mean that's just an example. So, so that, and now we've got this new Escondido target, which again has come up since I last spoke to you in the last three months, where there's this giant, uh, very strong mag feature. It looks, it's a lookalike for MG, the MG gold deposit. And now we've got multigram numbers in stream sediments. Stream sediments do not have multigram numbers. Stream sediment anomalies are uh, measured in parts per billion. Right, these these numbers in the streams that Escondido are multigram numbers. They're really kind of off the chart. They're, they're very very high. There, there has to be something associated with that with that uh, target. So um, so that's the third objective. But obviously, you know, so that's those are our priorities, and that's what we're going to be doing. Can you fund all of that right from where you are today? Will you need to go and get a little bit more money? We're funded through to the end of this um, the current drill program in June. Um, so, you know, we will look at raising more money. I mean, obviously, we're going to need to raise some more money. The question is, at what price you do it and how much dilution you take. Um, so, you know, it's encouraging to me that the market seems to have picked up a little bit lately uh, because we've been putting out drill results in the last three months and fantastic drill results and the stock really hasn't responded, but it's now starting to respond. Um, obviously, as I said, we're in an area now which is going to be a huge new gold producing district um and our area as you know during the gold rush that happened 40 years ago was has the biggest placer footprint there was there was 10 times more gold come out of our area from streams all informal mining than was extracted from g mining's area which is right next door to us and g mining's mine is going to be brazil's third largest gold mine construction is going to start mid mid this year um, and we're right next door to it with, with something that's got a footprint, historic footprint, 10 times bigger. 